Ministries. My name is Pastor Ken Simmons. We're going to get into this word today, and this word is coming out of John 4, um, about, the, about Jesus and the Samaritan woman. And we're going to start at John 4 and 7. We're going to start at 7. And it starts off and it says, and as we as we go into these scriptures, I want us to understand the relationship between uh, the Samaritan woman and Jesus Christ as it relates to our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, we're going to go into prayer before we get started. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another day. We thank you for all the blessings you have stored upon us, past, present, and future. Father, I just want you to open up our hearts, our minds, our souls, giving us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word so we can go and teach others what we will learn here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the scripture is coming out of John 4 and 7. It starts out, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. And we're going to stop right there. We're going to stop right there. And we're going to really dissect these scriptures and really get a good understanding of what just transpired between this woman and Jesus. So as we go into these scriptures, it says, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. She came to draw water. Which means she went to the well looking for something. And a lot of times in our lives, when we come to church, we go to church to look for something. Um, a lot of times, especially when we first come to Christ, we don't know what we're looking for. 
We don't know. We have an idea, but we truly don't know. So it says, Jesus says to her, give me a drink. Now Jesus at this time was already there. So as she came to draw water, Jesus already said, give me a drink. So he was already there. A lot of times we, we are looking for something when we go to church or in our lives. And we don't know that what we're looking for is Jesus and Jesus is already there. So she goes to draw water and he says, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Now, why would Jesus need a drink from the woman? As a natural man, why would Jesus want anything from me? But Jesus always wants to see us do something. When we come into Christ, we always have to do something. We have to show God that we are willing to do what he says. A lot of people have their own agendas when they come to church. But we can't be focused on the agendas that we have because this is God's house. These are God's rules. And we abide by what God says. Scripture tells us, if I abide, if you abide in me, then I abide in you. So we have to abide by the rules of God's house and the thing that God have for us. Amen? Amen. It says, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Why is that important? Because sometimes when we are in a church setting, we're amongst a lot of church people. But to truly hear from God, it has to be one-on-one. -on -one. No church setting, just you and God. That's where you truly get your revelation knowledge from, the Holy Spirit talking to you. It's only one-on-one. -on -one. So this is important to understand that Jesus gives the Samaritan woman a one-on-one. -on -one. And even today in our lives, Jesus gives us that one-on-one. -on -one. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? A lot of times we don't realize why is God talking to us? We don't feel worthy enough for God to talk to us. We don't feel like um, we're, we're up to where God can give us everlasting life. We're not worthy for none of this stuff. And the truth is, we are not. But God deemed us worthy. God deemed us worthy. So when you feel like you're not worthy and then you make a mistake 
you you wallow in the mistake. But we can't wallow in the mistake because God can't use us while we're down. We have to stay up so God can use us. Amen? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And then, and, and the scripture tells us, what does the darkness have to do with the light? The light has no dealings with the darkness. So, and, and she knows this, so a lot of people believe because I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, I can't go to church. Um, I have to wait till I get myself together. I can't, I can't do this right now because I'm not in the right, I, I can't, I gotta wait until I get myself, I gotta get myself together first and then I come on to church. But 10 says, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink of water, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And Jesus goes on to tell her, if you knew who I was, if you knew who was talking to you, you're wallowing in everything that you are going through. You came here looking for something. And if you only knew who was talking to you from the beginning, you wouldn't be where you are. And you would have asked for me a long time ago. This is um, the things that we see every day uh, in people. The people that we see on an everyday basis, um, a lot of them are not in church. A lot of them going about their business. they nice people, but they don't understand their spirituality. They're trying to get to know themselves spiritually. They're trying to understand what the spiritual realm is all about, and they're trying to understand themselves better. Samaritan woman has she's at this point, but she Jesus met her at the well. She went to the well looking for something. And at this point in the story, she's found it and don't know it. A lot of times we are looking in the wrong places at the wrong time for the wrong thing and all the time Jesus is there people wonder why you know when we get into when we go into uh, scriptures and we see how people don't really understand Jesus Christ they don't understand who he is, what he is, but you have to get to know him. But nobody wants to take time out to get to know him. We have to get better 
at wanting the relationship with Jesus Christ. Even the church as a whole, we have to want this relationship with Jesus Christ. The church as a whole doesn't have the relationship with Jesus Christ the way it's supposed to. So give you an example. You have 60 people in the church. 60 people come to church. Out of the 60 people, maybe 10 of them will come to Bible study. Why is that? Because this is a deeper meaning than just listening to the word. This is you getting the word inside of you. So you might have 10 people coming out of 60. But it gets deeper than that because this is a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. So, you know, giving that one-on-one and you, you got about 10 people in the class and, and you have, and they're learning word and they're understanding Jesus more. But when it's time for just prayer service, that 10 people dwindle down to about three. And you got about three good worshipers out of 60 who comes to praise the Lord and go on behalf of their church and go in for the whole ministry. Three out of 60. The deeper you get in Christ, the, the more you see people taper off. Mm-hmm. And we have to, and this is why it's going to be a remnant at the end. We have to really, really want this relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you really, really want this relationship, and you really pay attention to the signs and wonders, you'll get it. You'll get it. And Jesus tells her, if you really understood who you were talking to, you would have asked me for this living water that I have. The woman says to him in 11, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, to draw this water with. And the well is deep. Where did you get this living water? question that she poses. Where do you get this water that you're talking about? This well is deep and you have nothing to pull from. You think of this you think of this well as humanity as a whole. And they are suffering in this deep well. And it's so deep, this well, with all of these people drowning, 
and she says, you know, from a natural standpoint, you can't understand. Jesus, how are you going to get these people out of this deep hole, out of this deep well that they're in, when you have nothing to draw them with? Because she's looking for something physical to draw these people out. But here's the thing, and it goes on to say, are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Are you greater than Jacob? You're the one who built it. Are you greater than the natural person who built this thing? You know, a lot of people believe in evolution. It's almost like when you say evolution, it's like the creation itself created itself. The creation created itself. And a lot of people believe that, that the creation created itself. When you talk about evolution and all of these different things, this is just the creation created itself. This is what they believe. We evolved from this to this. So Jesus, uh, I mean, Jacob created this thing, and you got this in this well. I mean, him, his, his children, his livestock, everybody from this whole lineage, we've all been in this well and dealing with this thing, and it's been so deep, and you have to have something physical to pull these waters out. And Jesus, you don't have anything physical to pull these things out. So how are you going to get the water out of this deep well when you have nothing to pull it with? But here's the praise part. 13 says, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. See, everybody that drinks from this well, they're going to still need stuff. Because it's a physical thing. And all physical things are going to die. This is what Jesus was trying to tell her. Everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. That's why they keep going back to the well. And then the hole is so deep. You end up in the well. People just get comfortable in the bottom of the well. Hmm. 14 says, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Wow. Hmm. And he goes on to explain the water that I will give him will become in him 
a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And I looked at the word welling up. And see, what Jesus is basically saying is what I'm going to give into this water. See, this water is so deep. And the woman was trying to explain to Jesus, you know, Jesus, this, this well is so deep. It's so, it's so deep where you got to have something to go down there and get it. But Jesus is telling her, I don't have to go down there and get it. Because what I'm going to pour into that water is going to come up to me. And you think about the rapture and how the rapture is supposed to happen. Jesus is going to be in the clouds and we're going to get caught up in the clouds. Jesus is not going to come down here. We are going to go up to him. 15 says, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. So she asked Jesus for this living water. Okay. And Jesus says, all right, well. And then he goes on in 16. He says to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman said to him, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Now, what just happened in that sentence? She said she wanted living water. God asked her to go get her husband. She said she didn't have a husband. So what did she do? She just confessed her sins to the Lord. See, when you come to Christ and you ask for this living water, you have to confess your sins first. And she told the truth. So the woman says to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our, our fathers worshipped on this mountain. But you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people are to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship that what we know for salvation is from the Jews. She said, but the hour is coming and Jesus said, but the hour is coming and it is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. See, your spirituality has to be opened up. 
You can't worship in the flesh. You have to worship in the spirit. And it says in the spirit and truth. So it's very particular on which spirit you worship it in. So understand the story of the Samaritan woman. It goes deeper than just talking to a woman at a will. She goes on and tells her whole town uh, that Jesus told her everything about herself. And you read the story and you say, well, Jesus really didn't tell her everything about herself. He just told her about her five husbands. But Jesus also talks to our hearts, our minds, our souls. Jesus speaks to us all the time. He told her way more things than we could actually know. Jesus went to her town and spent two days there. Because they was accepting of him. They knew who he was. They accepted who he was. And he was able to stay there two days and talk to those people. Accept Jesus Christ in your life. But just like Jesus met the woman at the well, he meets us wherever we are too. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this lesson today. We thank you for giving us the story of the Samaritan woman and how you talked to her and gave her new life and new life abundantly. And we thank you for this story because it shows how once we accept you in, you will teach us all things. And we thank you and we praise your name for the spirit that you sent us as you died on the cross and you rose again. And as you ascended on high, the Holy Spirit descended upon us. Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.